Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome along to episode 67 of the Sofa Manager Scottish Football Podcast. And on this week's show, we're getting a little bit nostalgic, as you might be able to see behind me. On our video episode of the Sofa Manager Podcast, we're going to be talking about retro kits and collecting them. Brother Andrew here has started collecting a few recently. Comment below as to which is your favourite retro <laughs> Falkirk top, if you have any. Uh, we'll also be talking uh, about retro football kits in this week's quiz, um, which I'm sure Andrew is ill-prepared for. Yep. <laughs> I blanked it out tactically on the on the document I sent to him. Um, we're also going to be talking about the Falkirk Dunfermline derby uh, that was last weekend. Uh, Andrew, obviously, an avid Falkirk fan. I don't know for how much longer. <laughs> Perhaps these will be valueless, <laughs> these retro kits, uh, going forward, so we'll we'll see how that goes. And we'll also be talking about all things football, so with some news, the Scotland game, uh, which is awkwardly being played as we record, so <laughs> don't expect too much punditry uh, from that, as well as possibly uh, some chatter about Andrew's junior football and my exploits as well recently. So anyway, joining me for the first time in video form, it is... The man who works only at night hours and suspiciously leaves the house with golf clubs more often than not. Right in if you think what's going on there. It is brother Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Hello, hello. Glad to have you back on. Good. You happy to be here? Yeah, as always. Fantastic. And myself, Paul. Uh, my exploits this week have been being hammered by my father at uh, badminton, which is very, very embarrassing. As well as the blisters that are burning my feet right now. After five asides at which I threw someone into a fire escape. Maybe more on that <laughs> later on. Maybe more <laughs> on that later on. Anyway, let's crack straight on. Right, so let's talk about the news first. Um, and one thing I didn't mention in the intro is uh, some controversy. Here at Sofa Manager Towers this week, as one of our episodes has been banned... On the YouTube channel, we're clearly too controversial <laughs> and too edgy. Uh, sadly, if you live in Central Europe, in the Benelux sort of regions, the only reason I know that is from the Team of the Season cards they put out. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we've been banned in Belgium, uh, Andorra, France, parts of Northern Italy, I don't I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, do you know why we've been banned, Andrew? Copyright strike? Copyright strike. The legendary My Sharona by The Knack has finally been picked up. I don't know what the Central European obsession is uh, with said song, but it's it's clearly hit us and hit us hard. It's iconic. Um, so sadly, if you are in those Central European regions and a big fan of Scottish football and the Sofa Manager podcast, I am very sorry. <laughs> uh, I know a huge part of our listenerships comes from uh, Belgium, France, and <laughs> so on. I think this split's actually quite interesting. We We have some listeners from America. Um, which is a nice Glasgow Rangers fan page in America, yeah. which is interesting. Uh, I, you know, I actually had a friend that went out to America at a Rangers sort of meeting bar they have out there. Well, they've got bars everywhere. They seem to have bars everywhere. But he met John Smeaton, you know, yeah. the Glasgow hero. That I was like, how random is that? <laughs> Retirement home. Uh, so there seems to be jers all over the world. Um some listeners from Spain, Australia. Uh, Spain, you'll get there. the span. Like, is it not like sort of like Tenerife and places like that? They'll have the Rangers bars as well. Yeah, so definitely some expats tuning into us. I've also had listeners from Japan. Japan, <laughs> not <laughs> so much. Like they could understand. Not so much on my football content, more so on my my motorsport. But I'll yeah. take it. Okay, I'll take it. J League football coming soon <laughs> to the Sofa Manager podcast. Can you name one player that plays in Japan? Uh, Andrew Andrew Iniesta. Get wrecked. Oh. 
No, does he not play? No, it's a Chavi that plays in guitar, isn't it? Get wrecked. Oh. There's an Iniesta. Although I was, I was reminiscing the other day about when they used to show Asian Champions League highlights on Sky Sports, eh, which I deeply miss. Um, Never seen that. So they were very good back at the time, very Asian. So yes, <laughs> we have been banned, eh, unfortunately. Other news, Robbie Nielsen has been appointed Dundee United manager. Eh, we've, have you seen Dundee United this season? Um, yes. What do you make of Dundee United? Eh, the what, what help will he be? He's got the players in a respect because he's not came into an empty team. So no. he's he's got sort of Nicky Clark, Fraser there. Like Nicky Clark's Is proven. Nicky Clark there? Yeah. No, no, no. It's Nicky Clark must have been injured. Uh, he's proven at the championship level. Uh, Fraser Aird, who he wasn't very good for Falkirk, but. Or anybody. He was all right. Um, but I genuinely think they've got quite a good team. It's better than getting the Falkirk job, put it that way. Yes. But we see you saw what Robbie Nielsen did to Hearts. Well, I mean, and he didn't have very much at the start with that. His fo- his football is as beautiful as his hair, was what I would remark. Well, I mean, <laughs> MK Dons was not exactly beautiful. But I think that's maybe what he tried. No, but a I few, think... Uh, a few Scottish lads down there as well. Peter Pollitt. True. Uh, uh, Conor McGrandles. Conor McGrandles. Yeah. Uh, another one. So... Another one of these you know, Scottish managers that hasn't panned out down there, though. Yeah, I know. But to be fair, when he was with Hearts, he was doing well in the Premiership. So, I mean, he took them from the Championship and he did prove Hearts as a Premiership team as well. But he did run riot in the Championship, to be fair. I know. Um, they were flying massively high. Yep. Uh, but, you know, look at Hearts now. You know, under Levine, could he have done that? You know, I think he would have kept pushing them. But I mean, but that Hearts job is a very different job to the Dundee United. Resource-wise, yes. there's a humongous difference. Yeah, um, and you've got William Edgingelly to contend with. That's true. Um, so difficult. Uh, can you see them reaching the playoffs this season? Maybe. Well, the thing is with the championship. Well, in recent years, what it's been is teams have played well for two or three months, and that was enough to get them to where it was. Yeah, no one's good enough to actually maintain a good run. No, because league. whoever's at the top of the league at the start never finishes there because mm. it always. T- uh, twists and turns, but I think they could, they could, they could nip it. I would agree if they could put because I don't think Queen of the South, for example, are consistent enough at the moment. Oh, but the philosophy of Queen of the South is phenomenal with Stephen Dobie. It's one though. player, I know, but he doesn't. It's not going to do. It's going to give you good times and good memories, but it's not going to get you up leagues. The best thing about that is Stephen Dobie doesn't train every day. No, I actually saw an interview with him the other day, and he's not. He's not that great a personality. Well, no, but he doesn't need to be a personality because no, he's a no. phenomenal... But you can tell why he didn't make it at like the top, top level. You know, He was at Rangers for a period of time. At the same time, you know, Barry Ferguson came through and yep. even Stephen Hughes, who whilst didn't carve a great career out for himself, did play mm-hmm. with Rangers. And then he went to Hibs at a time where they had Scott Brown, Stephen Whitaker. Yeah, because the he, one thing he did say that he would, he would go and play for Rangers, that's the only team he'd leave Queen of the that, South for. That's but that wouldn't gone. happen. I mean, he could have done that a few years ago. Yeah, for example, but not. I was surprised to see what was it, Brendan Rogers talking about uh, Stephen Dobie, because he had him at Swansea. Ooh, because I, I, I saw that. that and I was like, how is he? But apparently, he was a very good player in the championship. But as soon as they went up, he just never panned out. I didn't. I didn't know. I mean, I knew about his time at Swansea, but I wouldn't even made the Rogers connection. No, but um, surprisingly, so son could have been playing for Falkirk. Um, Tried out for the reserves and they got beat six one by Dundee United. So, bye bye. Um, <laughs> good luck there. Uh, also, Scotland, of course, playing Israel this week as part of the Nations League. Uh, the, the 
the headline on the BBC Scotland website was Israel nearly catch Scotland cold. <laughs> so I gather it's not going all that well at the moment. Well, no, you've got Griffiths and... Who is the other one? Ryan, Ryan Fraser. Fraser. Both, both pulling out. So Ryan Fraser seems to pull out a lot injured. Yep. And Griffiths has actually been very honest and upfront and just... I think he wants to focus on his club career I think, right now, feeling kind of threatened with Yeah, Edward. because I think the money got spent on Edward and he's just kind of like, well, this might be... He needs to crack on. Yeah. But to be fair, he, he did go through a quiet period last time and he came mm-hmm. back from that. So, I mean, I do believe he could do it again. Absolutely. But it raises the question of what is the prestige of a Scotland squad? Now, if you've got people turning it down, I think Snodgrass and things were kind of borderline. Yeah, it's not... I mean, this Scotland squad, it's not... I'm not going to say it's not an honour, but... Like, it's just the same people going round and round. Yeah. And, like, once I've played so many times and they've not actually got anywhere, they don't really see the point anymore. Well, I mean, that, the argument for that, and Joe, I agree with your point entirely, was to create a club mentality, you know, in previous years around the Scotland camp. Yeah. But, you know, maybe that makes people complacent. That's true. You know, we're flying in for, like, you know, Johnny Russell no, all the th- time. And, you know, are they actually playing well? I, I don't know. Not entirely sure. Well, to be fair, you saw the, what was it, the youngster that plays with Malaga? Uh, the Scottish boy. Beyond me. He was the... Remember the young boy that went from Real Madrid to Brighton? I'm struggling with that. He was a young Scottish boy. He was like 14, he signed with Real Madrid. But he's actually yeah. playing all right, right in the Spanish league, but he's never been... Tapped. Yeah, but I mean... I'm not, I don't know enough about him, but I've heard a lot of people like moaning about that. He is. No. Um, so, aye, not good. Other bad news. Scotland to play Portugal on a friendly. Big and- glamour tie. Ronaldo's not there. Ronaldo not included in the squad. <laughs> um, so that rather scuffs. I mean, unless there's still Pedro Cachinha, you know, fans out there that would <laughs> like to see some of Portugal's elite. It does rather kind of scupper your your ticket sales. That's true. Um, but I mean, you can still see the likes of what Caresma. Is he still in the team? Maybe, but who cares? I mean, for Renato Sanchez, he's back. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, Bernardo Silva. Yeah, which I don't think is a big name. I think he's a brilliant player, but Man City's whooping boy is Bruno Alves still kicking it about. I think he still gets in the team, but goodness knows how. No. Well, to be to be fair, they've not exactly got much coming through though, do they? What do you make of these Ronaldo allegations? Um, the... Something that's kind of resurfaced. Well, why? The question is, why do these things keep getting brought up and brought up and brought up? Like, why is it not brought up at the time? Well, but, it was brought up at the time. Apparently, there was some sort of settlement yeah. beforehand. And, like, footballers, I mean, I think we all know what their behaviour is oh, like. It's a nightmare. Um, because you even saw that with, with was it Wayne Rooney, as soon as he went back to Everton, he was like, oh, I'm a family man. But then he disappeared for a night on a night out and then got done with drink driving and mm. blah, blah, blah. Now he's in America. I mean, it's almost, it's almost to be expected. Yeah. You know what you're getting into if you're hanging about with these guys. That's true. I mean, to a certain extent. Well, well, the the pinnacle of it was really John Terry and Ryan Giggs. That was terrible. Absolutely terrible. I still don't dislike Ryan Giggs and John Terry. I actually think that, you know, John Terry announced he's uh, retiring soon. Yeah. And I think that whole thing's been tarnished now, you know, for me for that one incident. You know, winning the Champions League, whatever, but... Yeah, but the the one thing that annoyed me about him winning the Champions League is when he got kitted up and he came out and... Like, fair enough if that's, like, your team, but as soon as he did that, like, the same thing with Wayne Bridge and he tried to shake the hand and then that full game was totally ruined by going from the back page to the front for the wrong reasons. True. Um, and it should never be what football's about, but sadly. It's always going to happen. You can't you can't stop it. You just, you just try and not focus on it. It is a shame. Um, but I, Ronaldo, 
be better behaved, <laughs> frankly. Is he not yeah. struggling at Juventus though? Well, I wouldn't say struggling, but he's not reaching the heights he's in which not, he once did. You know, but you know, maybe this is the twelve. I mean, I think this is the first year we've talked about him and Messi maybe not being the Ballon d'Or. When I think Footballer of the Year was Modric. Yep. Uh, this year mm-hmm. at those awards in London, the best or something. Like yep. Best eleven or something. So, something like that. But then you had the FIFA awards as well. They're now doing well. I I don't. I think this is the time we're going to start to see. Diverge, and this is the time I think for people like Hazard, yep, and Mbappe and Neymar. Yeah, Mbappe's but interesting. So is Neymar. You, have you seen all the stuff about like Mbappe's now sort of like eclipsing Neymar at times, which I don't think he ever expected when he went to PSG. No, but I think I think Neymar. There is a bit of probably complacency about Neymar, in that you know he's such a big personality, and that he. He maybe has this Ronaldo-esque effect of thinking he is the man. Well, I mean, he, he was voted the most marketable, one of the most marketable sportsmen of all time. Yeah. Because he is, he is sort of like Ronaldinho again because he's got like flair in the pitch, but he's also like got like sort of style. Mm. Well, PSG leaning into the style with their new Jordan. That is so way. cool. I did see a hoodie the other day with, the, you know, the Paris. Do they only wear it for the Champions League games now? I think they pretty much wear it whenever they can. Yep. I've seen them a lot. And the the sort of navy and white. Yep, I think it, like a lot of it is really cool. It got sold out so fast. Yeah, and we'll get onto this later. But you know, talking about collecting stuff, I collect so much PSG stuff just yeah. by pure chance over the years, and I can't get near, can't get near any of this. No. And it's minted. We should do that sort of thing more often. But uh, I think what really holds them back is you know Paris Saint Germain's performances in the Champions League. I think you know if they were to get. The semi-final stage, then you could consider them. Although Mbappe, you know, with the World Cup success. Yep. I mean, they are running off a bit of form at times, but there there is times where you see them in a game and you think they're outstanding. But then... I don't have the team around the, them. No, there's always, there's always a way to break them down because... There's so many, there's so many randoms in that PSG team now. They, they change their goalkeeper yearly now. It seems to be a thing. Well, you know, Buffon is in. Areola's kind of behind him. Yep, and then before that was... Kevin and then Sirigu who I thought was quite a good goalkeeper Aye, but they've all just chopping and changing that's the policy they seem to have yep so anyway yep interesting news Um, on to our main topic this week I think is uh, collecting retro kits yep Uh, it's become more popular it's getting there yeah but it's getting more expensive though at times it's getting more expensive I think you know particularly kits of a 90s vintage certainly are the ones that people are are going for as you can see do you remember the years of some of these uh i think that one's 96 and 7 so maybe i think the oldest one you might have here is like 89 uh it's either the forklifts or john r weir but right. i think the white one forklifts are you a northerner no it's that's what Fork. it says look what are you saying you dafty it's the same thing Aye. but um the white one was the home one was used for three years i believe Oh, so good times. it was used from 91 to 94, but I think they changed the away. Because there's a yellow one and there's a blue one as well. Right. But there's another white one where you could get like paint splanted across. Like it was like a style, uh-huh. but it was like, it looked like paint splatters huh. on it. But that went for like £100 last time I saw it. So you can't, I can't get that. That's the current sofa manager Instagram graphic design style. So yep. we're clearly <laughs> 20, 20 years behind. <laughs> um, but the great thing about these old kits in particular is, you know, you look at the, the new Falkirk kit. Yep. you know which we bought this year the whole thing's like printed kind of straight on mm-hmm. you know the logos are like stickers and stuff like that these 
you know, have these wonderful like felt materials as the sponsor. Yeah. Uh, the logos are embroidered. You know, they're actually quite thick mm-hmm. because you've got well. the, like the two. Those two are the same material. See, I think though that's better for a like a supporter shirt. You know, we don't need all this sweat technology when we're going to see a football match. It's a nightmare because it just sticks to you and it's not it's not comfortable. Whereas, like, I've worn this one to the Falkirk and Fermanagh game and it was really comfortable. There you go. So, aye, uh, teams, supporters kits instead of just for your players. We don't we don't care. Yeah, uh, I think that's a, a good idea. In the There's game. a lot of remakes though coming back though. Like you're sort of well, it, it only comes for the bigger teams like Rangers and Celtic. Well, I think the Celtic, uh, I remember when I used to work in Sports Direct, you know, a lot of the C.R. Smith kits, I think it was the remanufacturers. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with Rangers though, isn't it? Um, was C.R. Smith not a Rangers at one point? Could have been. I've not seen any of their, like, McEwen's Lager ones or anything like Whoa. that. Which were the famous ones. Yeah, one of the boys in my work, he found that from his dad's collection the other day. I right. think he had, he's got one with McCoyst on the back, signed as well. Right. Which is... That'd be worth a lot. Oh yeah, but I mean, they're diehard Rangers, so they'd never sell it. Mm. But... Quite right. Um, Aberdeen remanufactured a few of theirs. You would, would you not do your European Cup winner season? No. no? no that's or are they, they just bland? They, they do that every five years on their main kit anyway. Yep. Um, it was, I think it was the 90s one, but they were sponsored by North Sound Radio. Mm-hmm. And as a radio enthusiast, I thought that was quite cool. I never got around to buying it, um, unfortunately. But uh, is it something you would like to see more of? Or does it devalue You know what you have here? I mean... The more iconic ones, fair enough, bring them back just for like a one-off remake, but don't make it difficult to get. Well, that's the thing. Because a lot of a lot of the things that they're going to do, they're going to make, that's like the more reoccurring theme, they'll, like, they'll sell things to a stage and then just stop it. Hmm. Because it's limited edition, that's what they'll always try and do, but they just always want to try and keep it interesting. Well, that um, they had a Man United kit this year, celebrating, I can't remember if it was centenary or something, but it was a... It was a gorgeous, like, navy blue long sleeve thing. And yep. it was £100. Yeah. Uh, which was, was totally, you know, absurd. But the thing is, like, the, the kit prices are, are keep going, they keep climbing and climbing and climbing. So I'd say probably in 20 to 25 years, they will be £100 for a kit. If they were this thick as they were in the 90s. No, but it's all about I technology and that now. Oh, who which... cares? Do you know what, actually? If I were to ever to start my own fashion brand for you know, semi-football cares, which I've thought about before. So even if you just had some of these old patterns, yep. uh, there's some fantastic, like, diamond patterns you'll see behind us if you're watching the video. You'll remember it yourselves. You know, from football football kits of all these great gradients and stuff. See, it's like a t-shirt or a jumper. Yeah. That would look smashing. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, one thing Falkirk have done recently, for example, you can get a McAllister top. So it's, it's like Kevin McAllister's number yep. on the front of his name on the back. Mm-hmm. Why not have a pattern, you know, from one of these kits? No, but a wee logo just to make it. No, no, a sponsor because I get that that's that's been and gone. Aye, uh, well, there's licensing issues around that and <laughs> stuff as well. Um, but yeah, it'd be good to see them go lean into the sort of retro thing because not many clubs out there have kind of embraced it as much. Not really. Like even when I was at the Year United game, there was a lot more older kits than newer than what I saw. It's become a badge of honour. For yeah. fans, hasn't it? The older the kit you have, the more loyal you've been to yeah. your team. 
But I've just I've just got most of these off eBay. Mm. What's that? It's that kind of park life attitude as well. You know, the sort of blur generation. And, yeah. You know, going to, and wearing those you know fishermen's hats, bucket hats. Aye. Oh goodness. Um, and stuff like that. It, it, it evokes that sort of time. Yeah, because no, well, you see, you see a lot of the clubs like doing Jerry it now. Cinnamon, I think. Because well, yeah, but Jerry Cinnamon's the next big thing, I don't sort of like Scottish wise. Very annoying. Yeah, but his ticket seller. I mean, I tried to get tickets. So I'm not going to say it. It was Cortina. He was supporting Cortina, so. They've become big again. Well, they, yeah, but they're like the pinnacle of sort of indie. I've heard people, you know, working at school and stuff like that, talk about the Cortineers, and I'm like, my goodness, you know, that's been. I must admit, not 19 forever is like it's one of the most iconic indie songs. Absolutely, there's been. But to be fair, like they did remake their, what was like 15 years or something remake. Yeah, one of their albums. Oh, they made it unplugged or something. But I mean, I quite liked it. Sure, but... I heard a, I heard an editor. Remember the editor? Yeah. Heard one of their songs on Radio X today. It was a new song. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's not They've half. totally changed. Oh, it's not half as good as what it used to be. Munich, Munich was that was uh, that's another football song. Uh, a lot of them are. Yeah. Uh, but I. Anyway, what else was I going to talk about? Phone case designs. Yeah. Uh, a few people have kind of jumped on this bandwagon. That seems to be the new trend as well. Yeah. You yourself have one of these. Uh, it is. Do you have your phone them. on you? No, but um, professional podcaster right there. It is. It is a Beezer Homes one, but it is not. It's very similar to that one, but I think it's the season after. So that's quite cool. Again, people jumping on on that. Actually, mind, again. it's the home top of that. Home top of that. Again, audio listeners. It's it's the white and red yep. one. <laughs> um, this is probably best to watch the video for this uh, section. So, um, do you think these will have a value one day as a future investment? Not really, no. But they'll have a value to me because I'm not. I've got no interest in like selling them. So I just, I just wanted to get them just to see what they're like because photos don't always do them justice. Yeah. So it's just nice to have them. That's the thing. I myself have a bit of by accident have the collection of Paris Saint Germain shirts. I think I now have twelve. Yeah. And again, as I always say in the podcast, before the money arrived, I have the kits. Okay. So I was there. Yeah. Um. But you know, always really smart kits, and the way I picked them off was always at Nike outlet stores. Yeah, that's that. usually one of the best ways to do I think I only it. bought three of them full price. One of them was with my Le Mans 24 on the back, because I mm-hmm. went to the Le Mans 24 hours. That was cool. Um, the new one this year, which I got a discount on, and it had the cool sound wave sort yep. of pattern in the middle. And there's a really smart matte, like, grey and a red horizontal, which I think I paid £65 for in the Nike official store, which was beyond daft. I think one of my favourites from that Paris Saint-Germain was the Maroon. With you remember with the, the tiny towers. golden Eiffel Towers on? Got that as well. Yep, that one's that's probably my favourite from there. I like I, try, I like a lot of them. One of my favourites was the other, just a nice clean white one with some kind of buttons. Yep, yeah, not a collar, eh, and just some buttons. And I played, you know, when I played in the staff versus pupils game last year. I was giving it my all, and the Astros are slid, and there's like a black mark on it now. And you're like, no. Wait, have you got four four G? Oh, they, they maybe did at the school I was at. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the crack is, but um, that's alright. Well, it's not because I got a big black mark. <laughs> I mean, it's better than uh, the hockey astro down the back of my shirt. But there's so many now. You know, my my favourite Aberdeen one, the light blue. I think I've worn that twice. I haven't worn the new Falkirk one this year at all. I've worn it twice, but it's really tight. <laughs> well, but they're becoming just like you know dust gatherers, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. Anyway, I think that takes us on to. Our bizarre shirt sponsors quiz. You see what I've done? Falkirk sponsored by Bizarre Homes. So it's our bizarre shirt sponsors quiz. Anyway, let's play the music.
So, this week's quiz, Andrew. I have some bizarre shirt sponsors over the years, uh, mainly surrounding Scottish teams, but there are a, uh, there's a, an English team to yep. start us off. Okay. So I'll give you some clues. I'll tell you the team. Okay, we'll make it nice and Wait, easy. You'll tell me the team. I'll tell you the team, but you're to guess the sponsor. Okay. As okay. I say, it's the bizarre oh, sponsors no. quiz. <laughs> this is going to be a nightmare. So, well researched. <laughs> Write in the comments if there's there's any more. Uh, this company sponsored Portsmouth. Uh, during the 2006-2007 season and a bit earlier. <laughs> Not Toys R Us, mm. no. Uh, they were very cuddly, though. Um, so, what was the sponsor? It wasn't Build-A-Bear, was it? No. Cuddly. Cuddly. But they were soft toys. Soft toys. Soft toys. <gasps> oh. oh. I, I can't. I <laughs> can't remember. I know what you're talking about. What was I talking Is about? Is it like we... Like different coloured teddies? Yes, kind of. Uh, there was a vast collection of oh these. Oh, no. I don't know. Teeny Weenies, <laughs> T.Y. Sponsored Portsmouth in the early days. Yep. <laughs> Quite interesting. Anyway, zero points so far. Uh, comment many, below if you got you? that. There are seven. I might pick and choose. All right, class. <laughs> so, Queen's Park Rangers had an interesting sponsor from 1992 to 1994. Don't worry, I don't expect you to know this. I'll give you clues. Uh, a radio station that is timeless. A timeless radio station that sponsored Queen's Park Rangers from 1992 to 1994. A timeless? Timeless. Uh, Galaxy? No. Central? Real? Are they still about? Why would Central FM sponsor Queen's Park Rangers? I don't know. They're still about? Are they still about? Yeah. So they're in the Glasgow region? No. No. Queen's Park Rangers. Oh, QPR? Yes. All right, England. Good grief. Yes. All right. Um, National radio station. Timeless. Capital. Begins with a C. So it's not capital. Shall I just tell you? Yeah. Classic FM. Oh, goodness. Classic FM Time. sponsored a football team. Uh, which I thought was bizarre. Anyway. Yeah, but Queen's Park Rangers, were they a big thing back then? Or Well, no, to be fair, that's why Fernandez took over, was it not? I don't know. I mean, 92 to 94. Yeah. Uh, but it's a bizarre sponsor because, again, you don't see many football fans listening to Classic FM. That's true. <laughs> so very interesting. But you've got the... Have you seen, is it Wiggins shirt maker this year? Who was that? Look. You Luke. know, like the sort of like la- Black Lion. Oh, no, you're talking about Aston Villa. Is it Aston Villa? Aston Villa. Aye. They are a local brand to Birmingham. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was a bit crazy. Like, this, this is the first time I saw it, I was like, that's really weird. If we get that going, we'll have Stone Island kits before you know it. Yeah, that Or could that be Norwegian up. brand. <laughs> um, anyway, question four. I won't tell you the team. But this, in theory, would bring a seven-figure sponsorship deal to a Scottish Championship team. Seven-figure sponsorship deal to a Championship team. Yep. So, what year? Presently. Presently. Millions. Millions. Correct! Morton. One point! (laughs) Greenock Morton is a fantastic sponsor. I love it. (laughs) Um, Very, very good for them. It's always actually a really smart kit as well. Um... Which one shall I go for next? Okay, so Kilmarnock, in the early 2000s, had a very cheesy sponsor. A very cheesy sponsor. Mm-hmm. Kilmarnock, in the early 2000s, had a very cheesy sponsor. Um, very tough, one might say, as well. So it's not cheese strings. Cravendale? No or is that Stop. milk? Why would they sponsor Cravendale? No. Um, cheesy. Cheesy. No idea. 
Cheese and onion walkers. Seriously strong cheddar. Oh. Seriously strong cheddar, Andrew. Come on. Hey, right. We'll go for another easier one. Inverness Caledonian Thistle, Andrew. You familiar with them? <laughs> you many of their sponsors over the years? <laughs> no. McEwen and Fraser. McEwen <laughs> Fraser, yes. Subway was also one yep. of them. That's not what I'm going to ask you about. That's not great. <laughs> From 1999 to 2000, they were sponsored by a company that will get you anywhere. Ish. In Scotland. Anywhere in Scotland? Mm. So was it a bus company? No. Train? Yes. ScotRail? They were. No. ScotRail from 1999 to 2000. <laughs> how? Thank you to Nostalgia Cases, by the way, who I spotted that but on how? the case section. Like, government. That... Well, it's not a government-run company. Well, well, yeah, but... That's strange. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, wouldn't see that happening now. No, no. Um, no. Unfortunately. Uh, what shall I go for next? Clyde Bank Football Club. Oh. John Brown will be gutted he wasn't here in 1993. Were sponsored by a band who you could describe as very rainy. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Did, was, did I actually say wait, wait, wait on the I kit? I said their album title or something right. like that. But I was like, wow. That's a bit like... Bank. Well, I mean, they weren't. I don't think they were a professional team then. They might have been. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but I thought that was a pretty cool one. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's strange. There's another. There's another Scottish band I think called Mowgli or something like that that sponsored a primary school team. The sponsor is it? Is it one of them where their kids go there? Or well, I think it? they're from that. Yeah, that area. Uh, so it's a pretty cool thing there. Um, and last one, shall I tell you? This? It's a Premiership team. So from Scotland or England? From Scotland. Who? How do, I, how do I put this delicately? Um, are helped a lot by a man called Anthony. Anthony, an Italian man called Anthony. What? An actual player or a financial just a person? Just a person called Anthony. Anthony, who likes. Oh, pa- right, likes right. Pasta. I know exactly. It's Livingston, Tony Macaroni. Tony Macaroni. Tony Macaroni. Tony Mac. Actually, a very popular choice in FIFA. Uh, this year because just something that says macaroni (laughs) on the front of the shirt is pretty cool Uh, so that rounds me off for my bizarre shirt quiz I think Andrew you got three or four out of seven I mean I'll take it because (laughs) four out of seven is pretty good I would never have expected you to get the QPR one do you know the first ever shirt sponsor for who QPR anybody in the world is it like is it a big company now yes let's go for was it football no nope uh, let's go for a bank. No. No. A drink. A drink. So it's not tenants. No. Served often with Red Bull. Jaeger. Jaegermeister. Really? Uh, I think Br- Eintracht Braunschweig in Austria. Uh, they weren't allowed football sponsorship at the time, so they rebranded their logo. Fair enough. Like that to the Jaegermeister, which is a... Uh, what's the logo? Of a Jaegermeister. Uh, is it not like a... It's not a reindeer. Well, it's a deer. Yeah. Or a, a stag or something like that. Uh, so I... That's pretty cool. Did you enjoy that quiz, Andrew? I thought I did better than I expected. You did? Uh, I thought the classic FM one was a bit weird. Uh, I couldn't get that from Timeless Ad. Seriously strong treasure. I just remember from like FIFA back in the day. I don't like cheese. Uh, yes, neither do I. So I didn't fully expect you to get that one either. So uh, aye. Like and comment if you enjoyed that, guys. I should plug that a lot more. I'm not very good. I got abuse for saying I don't say like and subscribe often enough. Is that not like just this like, oh, please like and subscribe. <gasps> please like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Press a little bell. I, oh, notifications I get stuffed we <laughs> upload so irregularly it's not even it's not even a big deal but yeah please do like and subscribe follow us on all social media I've taken a wee break from Instagram at the moment so that's that's not very ideal uh, anyway 
We were at a football match last week. Yeah. Sadly, we must talk about this now. Great. Falkirk against Dunfermline. Uh, I'll set the scene a bit. I arrived early, as I usually do, to help out with the, the music at the Falkirk Stadium. I am very chipper. I had to speak to the announcer saying, do you know what? I'm feeling good about today. He's like, hi, I'm feeling good about today. And we're discussing, oh, what are we going to play if they win? You know, going through choices and things like that. And my goodness, <laughs> after after the first half, it was a, it was a misled conversation, uh, most certainly. Yep. Uh, the optimism that was beating Alawa the week beforehand was, you know, obliterated. Yeah, but we'll all... We'll always have optimism for the Dunfermline game, but I think that is genuinely where the players have lost the fans. Well, oh, the first thing I would say, I thought the atmosphere was cracking. Yeah, um, I thought the playlist helped massively. By the way, um, <laughs> you see, I put Shanana on there. Yep, I saw. I, saw, I heard you fading it in and out. Uh, yeah, I was trying. Yeah, I that. heard that. <laughs> the problem with that is, like, you you kind of fade you fade the fader up and down depending on the atmosphere in the stadium. But you know, as soon as you fade it down, the fans seem to lose their. Yeah, I know. You know you I think they're more comfortable like the louder it is. Well, the dry cider kind of <laughs> takes the throat. Yeah, it doesn't quite, you know, pan out in the same way. But um, yeah, the the players. You know, there's not a single homegrown talent on that field. I think for either team, I'm, I can't really speak for Dunfermline, but I don't think I don't think so. I think we had we had Kieran Dunn on the bench for Falkirk, but he's never really made a mark. Irish internationalist, <laughs> even though he's from Scotland. I don't get that. Yeah. It's... I mean, but back back in the you know you would see someone like Craig Sibold who was bought brought through the Falkirk Academy, and not even just you know homegrown talent, someone that has been at the club for a long time that knows what that fixtures. Yeah, because he would always there's always like that iconic photo of him walking. Like down the tunnel in Dunfermline, and he's he's just winding up fans, and yeah. they're all going mental. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just how it's always been. But like Falkirk just weren't up for it. It wasn't that wasn't a derby fixture from like front, on the on the field. No, because I think the last time we played it last season, it was we brought this was when we were struggling anyway, mm-hmm. and we brought in that Yakubiak and Nelson, mm-hmm. and they just they just started like this was. At Christmas time, mm-hmm. so basically it was their first game. They didn't really know, but they put in one challenge, and we all went mental for it. So they would have thought we're they, in for it here. But they got it. I'm sure Andrew Nelson or something was tweeting about it. You know, for example, despite the fact he's you know long gone at Sunderland, either him or Yukubiak. Yukubiak scored two in the uh, mm. so. Well, you know, people that are passionate about the club, and you've not got anyone in the club. Just you've got well Muirhead, right? Muirhead's just like just. Pause, play, repeat. Right. That's what Muirhead is because he'll get the ball and all he'll do is punt it up straight, mm-hmm. but he'll do it either curling low or just. If you're watching the like video straight. of that, that was some good No, but like, that's all he ever does. There's nothing new. I mean, the defence at the moment is horrendous. We decided to play McGee in a holding role. Oh, did we? I, didn't. I Which... couldn't work that out because there were three centre backs on the park. Yep, and I, I couldn't really see where each was fitting into. But again, like from front to back, there was no real, there was no creativity, there was no fight, and there was no showing that they knew it was a derby. I mean, yeah, I mean, some people that were saying, you know, these are young guys, you know, they've not got their strength yet and things like that, so there are issues there. But what young guys are good at is the technical part of the game. Yep. they're good at their, you know, running patterns. They're good at their short passes. Mm-hmm. We don't have that. None there's that. there's no triangles going on. There's no forward. The the forward, you know, Zach Rudden had a nightmare of a time because he but, was he was thirty yards from any other player, and also was going up against James Vincent. I tell you who, what, 
is a what, veteran of 32, 33, 34 years. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's winning every header but off that. Rudden, he played... I'll tell you what, actually. He's one of the brighter sparks that we've got in that team. But the way we him. played against Dunfermline, we tried to play to every single weakness he has. What? Up by himself. Up by himself, and he was trying to win him headers. The only thing we could have done differently for that mm-hmm. was either you try and put it in the corner, get him to get it, and then just hound the box. Mm. But we never did that. We never gave him any chance to run. We never gave him any chance to touch and move. Nope. But it's even from the goalkeeping aspect of it, Fasan Keep- is a time bomb. He, let's call it. He, his um, handling is his dreadful. control is bad because he always goes to punch it, but. For the past two weeks, he's missed it twice. Yes. So, from that point of view, I think there's going to be another clear out in January. Well, there, are, there are anywhere players that departed. I believe that we are going to reach the point where we're going to sign over 30 players in one season, which is beyond embarrassing. I think it'll be better. You know, Prince Abin is perhaps a step forward. We need to see what he's like on the park. It, from when he played with Hearts, from what I've read... He's played against us in the championship before, mm-hmm. and he was impressive. Mm-hmm. So if we can bring him back to what he was there, that'd be nice. But I, was, I don't know how that's going to work out at the moment. Well, he agrees with you. He's just messaged me just there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> great pals. Uh, I think you know from the Dunfermline perspective as well, they were having a great day. They look a lot better than they have done. I think in recent weeks that result launched them up to what six or seven. Aye, think. but they're still lower down. I expected from the start of the season, I thought they were going to do better than what they're doing now. Well, I th- I think they've they've hit a bit of form, you know. Played quite well against Partick, who sacked our blooming manager Alan Archibald, mm-hmm. going from top six two seasons ago to sacked is absolutely crazy. Yeah, but I mean, even when Falkirk played against them, they did not like they beat us. Don't get me wrong, I don't know but beats us. they didn't. They they did not look impressive. But you need time to adjust. You you look at Inverness that came down last season. They took their time. Yep, and they're doing better this year. They are doing better. This Ross year. County obviously went off to a flyer though. Well, Air United. You know, unbelievably, they've. To be fair, watching them mm-hmm. when I did, it's it's honestly a joy to watch because they don't play football in the Scottish way. Right. So how do they play? Football? They keep the ball down. They touch it. They move mm-hmm. like everything about like Mark Kerr mm-hmm. and the Falkirk team was never. He was always got abused, etc. Mm-hmm. And that air team, he fits in perfectly because he was playing passes that I could dream of. Well, I mean. <laughs> Maybe like a Falkirk fold because I always saw Falkirk as a bit of a budget Hibernian back in like the Premiership days and stuff. There yep. was a lot of good passing football and things like that. So, um, do you think they'll hold it here though? Because they've had a few up and down results. They got did they not get thumped by Queen of the South or something at one point. They did, I. But to be fair, that's Queen of the South is a different ball game because if Stephen Dobie is not tired or he can be if he can be bothered, hmm. he's he's what has he scored four hat tricks this season? He is the highest or the most prolific striker in Europe. Yep, there we go. But Air hey, United, I'll say every time Shankland hit a shot from the game that I saw, I was frightened. Because every- Do you think he's the real deal? Right. I think he's running off form at the moment. But if Is he-, he a premiership striker? Is he better, say, than someone like Simon Murray was? Yeah. For Dundee United a yes. few seasons ago, hundred percent. Because I don't... Shanklin just doesn't use pace. His... He doesn't look fat. Oh, but his shot is fr- like oh, yeah, it... brilliant. But you need more than that. To... But he's also got awareness, though. Yeah, because well, he's, a, he's a very he's a very good striker positionally, finishing wise. Yep, I'd I'd like to see him go to a higher. Le- I think if Air United go up, he'll leave. I'll cry if they do. But the th- the way they're playing just now, if they keep it going with Ian McCall. 
I believe they could. They could. Well, he he turned down the Partick Thistle job. Yes, I think I think he's doing right doing that though because he's proven himself. Oh, absolutely. If you've but got a club you're doing well at, it's the the owners backing him as well though. But Partick is a bigger club. Ish. Well, yeah, but I think what what age is he? McCall. Tendencies. He's quite old. He's yeah. been a bit. So I think I think he's quite happy to stick with what's working for him at the moment. You see the was it the Abroth manager, Dick Campbell was sent to the stand this week for yet again walking onto the pitch in a League One fixture uh, against Wraith Rovers. Have you heard of this guy before? No. He wears like a bonnet all the time. Old oh, guy. Oh, wait, no, I've seen this on the banter page. He walked He walked on at a Scottish Gump game. The man's hilarious. I don't know how you would deal with him as a referee. Yep. Uh, but he was absolutely furious. I think he's going to be banned for so long. <laughs> so yeah. long again. Um, so that was very interesting. But, um, I Miles Hippolyte's going against... Falkirk as well didn't celebrate in a derby. No, but I think. Well, to be fair, him fans were going crazy enough as it was. Yeah, like, but I think Falkirk gave him sort of a chance to sort of prove himself because when he was at Livingston, I'd never heard of him, but then he came to Falkirk. I thought he was good. I mean, he was a bit streaky. He's hit or miss, but yeah. when he's when he's hot, he's hot. Cool. <laughs> no, but you right, like Andrew. it was when we played. Like, hey, no, he, no, he's not, because that's him in Pizza Hut the night before a playoff <sighs> semi-final fixture. And I was furious. Yeah, but that was him, Nathan Austin. But... Mm, fash. Yep. He's not scoring as many for Inverness. Nah, but he's not. He wasn't great. Was he not? All right. <laughs> Nathan, pipe tune. <laughs> Peeping outside, who knows who that is. <laughs> um, so, aye, championship is where the interest is. Uh, Premier League seems to be settling down a bit now. Yeah. Uh, it looks like once Livingston are punted out of the top six, it'll be... Normal service resumed. Yeah, but I mean, if they keep playing the way they're playing, like because Lawless had a great month, he's a brilliant player. I never Very saw, I never saw that at Partick, but he was a good, he was a good creative guy. Yep. Um, and you know what? If he's, his pal Edwards, I think went to Hearts. We've not really seen. Uh, no, he got loaned out. No, did it immediately? Yeah, that's weird. That was a mistake then, presumably. No, but like, I think it, like I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. But um, but I Lawless, you know. It's a good squad. I think a lot of people are raving about the goalkeeper. Yep. And probably one of the strongest defence in the league right now yep. because everyone has a terrible defence. But they like to be fair to them, like apart from Rangers, I suppose. As Gary Holt said, like the he has got the right players because I think He's the luckiest man alive, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> he's got nothing to do with the success of that club. No, but it's the fact that like every game I've watched, Livingston don't stop. Like it is a very, very fit team. Aye. And the like, the their counter is dangerous, mm-hmm. like as you've seen from Lawless getting yeah. Player of the Month. But we'll see how long it goes. I think there's every chance of an outside top six. But I think the last team you want for a team like that is to finish in the top six because you look at what happened to Bartik, you look at what happened to Inverness, Caledonian, Thistle, who were my yeah. top tip years ago, got immediately relegated. Motherwell almost went down at one point. <sighs> yeah, but they're they're just bullies. But they they went through a really good phase of a really good team. Yeah. Um, and that seems to I mean the budget there I think is so tight yep. that it's a, it's a really difficult it's a bit of a hit or miss thing you know sometimes they find these brilliant players yeah but to be fair like if you go down to like sort of like the league two if you're looking at Edinburgh City now they're getting players that are above their sort of level right because they got Conrad Balatoni and he got player of the month and but he was a decent Ed- defender yeah but the thing is like when he was at Falkirk I couldn't really fault him because he was he was just he was he's not very good on the ball 
But he's fantastic at defending. No Scottish footballers good on the ball, Anthony. No, I know, daft. but like the modern defender needs to be good on the ball. But see, as soon as you've dropped out the championship, I almost think it doesn't matter. You know, I don't think wages are hugely different between League One, and League Two. No, I think most no, of it's part-time football. But to be fair, like you can drop below League One, and League Two, and still get paid more. Well, I mean, there's a there's more ambitious teams out there. There's been a big resurgence, I think, particularly recently because of the way the Scottish game was restructured. You know, a lot of junior teams trying to fight for the lower league. But you look as well at the interest and, in, you know, the English uh, conference and things like that with the likes of Salford City. Adam Rooney's lighting that up a bit. Well, of course he's lighting that up. Of course he is, but like, I mean, are you still bitter about that? Are you... I don't care about that. No. I, don't, I think he was at the end of his tether. But it was a bit of a mock, like, the full aspect of it, it was a bit of a mockery of Scottish football in a sense. But, I mean, he did get paid more by Salford, but the fact that it is Salford and it's owned by four legends who have got, mm-hmm. well, technically I not mean, owned by them but naturally they would never be able to afford him you know that is a club that is way out beyond their means yeah. they're trying to build something and i think the only way to build a great football team these days is to pump a heck of a lot of money and you look at you know the only recent teams that really broke through into the elite have been man city paris Saint-Germain, and chelsea yeah all three of which pumped a humongous a humongous amount of money to get there and yep. you know even like Wigan, for example, to get to the Premier League, a lot of money from an external source. Yeah. So, you know, it's the way it goes these days, but I know a lot of people are moving away, you know, from the bigger fixtures back towards... It's One of the things of I was going to mention as well was like this hashtag United sort of thing that Spencer Owens kind of been on his conquest for. Yeah, but to be fair, like, you know when you're like, if you're not good enough uh-huh. to actually play, you don't think, like, if you've got the money, me. You, you'd try... Because you've got like sort of like so if if we became influential enough, would we have sofa manager football club? Well, you could yes, because if you had enough money, yeah, that would be cool. Because you've got the likes of like pubs that do like it. and subscribe if you'd like kits and merchandise. <laughs> kits and merch. <laughs> you do have like the sort of like pubs etc that get their pub teams, but then yeah. say like because you've got well, there are some teams that do get paid for amateur level, mm. but that's very rare. But. I mean, some people take it very seriously. You know, I've seen a lot of these... Well, you know, the Amateur Cup final I did last season was better attended than, say, probably any Sterling Street fixture at a much higher level. Yep. And, you know, there is stronger interest in that in that community. Yeah, because you've got some, like... Once you drop down at that level, there is players that, if they had the right attitude, mm. or, like, if never got influenced yeah. by la da la, like, they would be something else. Well, we've talked about it before. It's the character. Yeah. It's having the people with the weaknesses and the strength. It's like old touring car racing. Yeah. For example, you had minis against V8 Ford Falcons. The V8 Ford Falcons would fly down the straight, but couldn't turn in the corners. The minis were rubbish in the straights, but could fly around the corners. Yeah. And similarly, in that sort of football, you have a big chubster who can't move very fast, but can knock you off the ball and can hit it yeah. a million miles an hour. Or you've got the zippy lad that, you know... That always impresses me, though, when you see, like, a fat player, like... <laughs> Being able, like, once they, if they tear you apart, like, they know exactly how to play and they've got a very good awareness of the game. It's amazing me how fit some of them are. You look at a guy sometimes, ah, he's fine, but you know, will be fitter than you. Oh, no, you, you chase them round, like, you do get, but that's when, that's when challenges start to fly in. Because if you're too fit and, like, you wind, you can wind someone up just by running rings around them. So that's what I did this week at, at fives, essentially. One of the lads, he's you know he's quite a competent footballer, yeah, and I believe the brother of a professional footballer as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, he he just he's one of these guys that always just hits it first time, yeah. Right, always he always tries to volley it like ostentatious things. Always try to do these nippy skills. I'd had enough, so I, the way I combated that was just to be a bit physical, yeah, which is is what I do to combat my. But, but at five, do you need to be physical? 
Yes, you do. Not really. Well, I was. <laughs> um, so, you know, he beds into the corner. I push him and he smacks his head off the fire escape, <laughs> which is what I was Why have you got a fire me. escape next to a fire escape? Oh, it's an indoor football pitch. Okay, right. Know, it's, it's one of these things. And I've been done for that before in a football match, pushing someone from behind. I think a minimal amount of contact is fine. I know technically probably nothing. Yeah, no. <laughs> Just a little... People push you from behind. Yeah, yeah, but like even like it's one of... If you are even slightly off balance, it's like if you push someone on the back when they are off balance, they will always go over. Got to be ready for it. That's my opinion. Got to be ready. No, I don't agree. Got to be ready for it. (laughs) Um, Blisters are killing me by the way. That's I'm I'm rubbish at fives because I'm a defensive football player. I'm not gonna lie. But I used to be a defensive football player, but then I grew out of that. You're a better midfielder though. Yeah, scoring a wonderful goal out in where was that place in Stirling? I can't remember. You know, between Sterling and Falkirk, but if you went... Riverside? Mm, no, it's like on the 4th, essentially. On the 4th? Mm. Sterling and Falkirk? Can't remember. No. Can't remember, but... Um, it'd be good to see more uh, like variety as well, I think. You know, like, why why don't we have professional 5 sides in the summer, for example? Well, the, the, the closest you're going to get to professional 5 sides is that Neymar competition every... Yeah. yeah, the the Masters is coming to Glasgow as well. The yeah, the superstars. Super, like, is that not just kind of like legends though? Yeah. But to be fair, it would be it's it cool. would be quite interesting to see because I always enjoyed what was it on a before I played football on a Saturday morning. I'd always go into Sky Sports and watch the indoor the highlights. The what was it because even like even once you saw like Rangers legends sometimes going for it, it's brilliant. Well, the two Scottish teams used to do all right, I and mean, you used to see people like Aberdeen, Motherwell. Yeah, no, yeah. did Aberdeen not get to the final one? You, I don't was it, know. It was uh, maybe a Scottish tournament of some kind or something. The, my favourite one was when Jan Franco Zola played with Chelsea, because that was just a joy to watch. Because he is like, it's one of those where you can just see him drift past people in like a futsal aspect, but mm-hmm. like it's just a joy to watch him. Mm-hmm. But as as soon as someone pushes him off, yeah. he goes flying. More of that, please. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the great thing about these things as well, which I forgot to mention earlier, was the community aspect. You know, we talked about Falkirk and Dunfermline. There were no homegrown names at all. No. These guys are all local. And almost see if Scottish football collapsed. I would love to see teams just being regionalised. And, you know, if you play for Falkirk, you are from Falkirk. I mean, if, if you, you play for, you know, Dunfermline, you are from Dunfermline. That would be way more interesting. Way, or... A fans match of some kind. There is a fans match is every it? year, Falkirk Dunfermline. But the is that a charity thing. N- yes, but like the first year we did it was Falkirk. Falkirk fans got beat eleven nil. So the second time we did it, we actually held tryouts. That is something. the problem. I remember the real radio football phone and stuff used to hold a game every year. Like you and Cameron would manage one team, Alan Ruff would manage another. Yeah. Um, I guess that's sort of a hashtag United thing, as it brings the media a bit more into it. It kind of mixes things up a bit. Yeah, but Alan Ruff, you don't really see him. As often, he does a bit of punditry and things. On STV though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Or is it still the radio? I'm not entirely sure. But one thought I had the other day, because when we did the you know Third Lanark podcast and things ages mm-hmm. ago, the old team that don't exist anymore, I thought you know uh, you have those like classic car events, for example, like yeah. Goodwood people all dress up in Yodi times. That'd be great as a football match. I know, yeah. but like if you considered like the last time Third Lanark were, wait, what year did Third Lanark die? Youngs ago. I know exactly what year it is, so <sighs> guess. <laughs> 64 I don't know. close 1967 67 but if you could you look at how people dress to the horse racing you know the proper um what's that program peaky blinders peaky blinders yep. 
You could do that. You could have good old style terracing. Mm-hmm. Have some alcohol because it's not a proper football match. I don't know whether Rebellion would do that. To be fair, their one of their older stadiums is still there. Well, Cathkin Park still is there. See if you did it up a bit. What a fantastic! I think night. I think they did try and get it back, but they've not got the money anymore. Mm, they're not really they exist now. Totally different. No, but they're just amateur now. That's so. what we'll do. A sofa manager football club inaugural evening, a charity event of a classic football game. Good luck with that. <laughs> what they've done, what they, what they tried in the new FIFA as well is there's a like, classic game you can play in the the journey. Is it mode? Yeah, yeah. It's not the, like it, it's it's cool in the sense they've got the old graphics, the old players. It's a bit more physical, but the yep. ground they didn't try that harder. Yeah. It's like Ivy Lane, but in oh, you see as well. Wolves tweeted out a big thanks to Ivy Lane or something like that because they now have them all in you. Yep. in the game for being our home stadium. Mm-hmm. Oh so that was a. So a nice wee nod yeah. um, to something like that. But, uh, aye. Uh, you playing this weekend for Stennismuir Community FC, Andrew? I am actually working, so I can't. Oh, God. He's, so. Yeah, yeah. Your professional counterparts, I think, got one of their first victories in a while against Montrose. Um, yep. In the last couple of weeks, which mm-hmm. is a good victory. Both League Two teams last year. I get, uh, what's it, the club physio, you get a tenner off. Tenner off? with an amateur team. There right, you so. go. If anyone's needing some physio work done, join up. <laughs> uh, Kevin O'Hara on the bench, I saw as well. He's yeah, really he's play. coming to the end of sort of his professional loop, isn't he? Yeah, it's not really it's not really happening. But nope. uh, anyway, I think we've displayed our, our knowledge of Scottish football well tonight. Yeah, not, well, mainly I mean, championship. Four out of seven, I'll take. Four out of seven for the kits. Uh, anyway. Thank you for, for goodness, the whole episode, and you clang the blooming table. The only clanger of the head. Anyway, on that positive note, thank you very much for tuning in from myself, Paul. And thank you very much from myself. Uh, don't forget, <laughs> like and subscribe. See if we've got any merch, which we we don't, but we don't. might. <laughs> we might, depending on when you're listening to this, and if it's not banned in Andorra, France, and all other nations. Uh, tune in next time. Hopefully we'll have a few of the lads back on for episode 68. Uh, and don't forget to uh, follow us on all other forms of social media Instagram, Twitter and if you're watching the video we can also be found on Spotify, iTunes anywhere you want it's pretty much just search Sofa Manager so anyway have a good afternoon a good evening and a good morning bye bye goodbye